the reality of, of direct mail is that you have the levers that you can pull to make this channel work. They're no different than any other channels. It, it, it's not a scary channel. It's, you know, it's targeting, it's messaging, creative, it's frequency. You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and we've got a phenomenal interview for you today. Um, we're going to go back in time a little bit um, and then at the same time, jump ahead to the future. Uh, we're going to be talking about some old school marketing with a decidedly modern and tech twist to it. I'm talking with uh, Dave Fink today, and uh, he thinks that the best kept secret in marketing is hiding right where you least expect it in your mailbox. He's got over a 20-year career where he's generated hundreds of millions of dollars in ad revenue. He's powered some really amazingly viral sensations like Dollar Shave Club and uh, helped launch celebrity startups with Jessica Simpson and Mary-Kate and Ashley Olson, uh, all kinds of people. And uh, now he is the founder and CEO of Posty. And he is out to reinvent direct mail marketing for our current digital world. Um, I've done a little bit of research into what they're doing. I'm really, really excited about it. I'm excited to uh, bring all of his wisdom here to you today. So Dave Fink, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO podcast. That that was that was a very flattering intro. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Um, I, we were talking before we started, you know, the interview that, you know, I, I kind of started off in marketing doing a lot of direct mail and you know, some of the things you guys are doing would have been really handy about 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, so I'm, I'm pumped to learn more. So how did you get to the point of wanting to to start posting? What led up to it? Sure. I, I can give you a little bit of the backstory, but um, what, what you just said about you know, wishing uh, there was a you know, different technology or, um, you know, better tool set to make your life easier, more performant um, in the channel 10, 15 years ago, we hear that all the time. You know, there are two types of clients that that we engage with. You know, there, there are plenty that have never done direct mail because they, you know, they started their career, their company, you know, launched in a time of, of you know, deep digital, social, search, programmatic, et cetera. And then there's the other um, type of clients who are more traditional established brands that spent probably the better part of yeah, in many cases, you have 15 years trying to migrate more of their budgets into digital because the tooling was better. There was more transparency around performance, at least they thought. So for a while, we can get to that topic of real transparency versus what the big walled gardens want you to think is happening with your ad spend. But um, it happens all the time. I mean, there was a conversation that we were in a couple of months ago where a marketer at a, at a big um, financial institution um, who had stood up a 60, 70 million piece a year direct mail um, program about 15 years ago said exactly that. Like when I think about, you know, he, this is me quoting him, you know, when, when, when he, when he thought about, you know, how his hair was on fire and he's running around dealing with all sorts of vendors and trying to make sense, you know, of Excel spreadsheets and CSV <laughs> data dumps and whatnot, yep. and still was able to get value from the channel. He, he only, he, he only wished that there were, um, you know, the same technology capabilities that we have in digital were available in direct mail. And, th and that's been, you know, that's been our philosophy here. 
how I, I got here re really organically. Uh, so, you know, the vast majority of my career really uh, almost exclusively up until launched Posty, I was a digital guy. It, you know, I was one of those people that started my career in 1999 and it was the coming of age of web 1.0 and we were out in the world learning and can, you know, prophesizing about, you know, how digital was this, you know, new direct-to-consumer um, playground, that everything was measurable, that it was easy to test, and you could actually understand what's going on with your conversations um, with direct consumers. And, and, I, and I remember having lots of conversations with big, you know, traditional uh, retailers and CPG brands, you know, where, you know, we'd, we'd call in and we'd, we'd, you know, ask the person that an answered the phone, you know, hey, um, you know, who handles your digital marketing? And they would be dumb, they'd be dumbfounded. Like they'd go through their directing, but there's nobody with that title. And, and so we'd have to kind of figure out like, who's the person at that company trying to, you know, figure out digital, who would, you know, who would be willing to take a call with us. Fast forward to, you know, today and for, and really for us, you know, call it six years ago when we launched Posty, it, the, the, the adage of, you know, no one ever got, you know, fired for buying TV advertising, you know, now became nobody got fired for buying Facebook. It was just right. the default way you, you, you know, allocated your, your media budget in, in most cases. And that caused a lot of pain. I mean, one, mm -hmm. I think there's no shortage of, awareness right now of of kind of the ethics behind how Facebook runs their company. And they're certainly not in business to cater to the advertiser. Um, they've proven they're not really in business to cater to the consumer either. They're really catering to Wall Street. And that's caused all sorts of pain points. But when you look at supply and demand, ad rates are higher than ever before. Consumer engagement is on um, kind of really the Facebook stack is lower than ever before. The value of customers acquired through Facebook, at least when you start hitting scale, worse than ever. And so you're paying more to acquire less valuable customers with much more noise. You just have really good data and really good tools that you can use. And so um, for us, we just, we, we saw those trend lines and we knew that, that the brands that we were involved with were in trouble if we couldn't figure out other ways to engage consumers, take back more control over our marketing stack, but do so in a controlled, quantitative, addressable way. And so for us, we started looking at a bunch of digital channels what else is out there? And, and six years ago, there was no TikTok. Snap was, you know, an interesting tool that kids were using, but there was no real ads platform at that point. And channels like Twitter and Tumblr and even programmatic was, you know, kind of limited in, in the value that they provided. And in some cases, the scale. And so we, we spent more time offline. And offline, you know, direct mail is the biggest quantitative channel. It's the biggest addressable channel. Everyone with an address is reachable. There's interesting first-party and third-party data that can be used in similar ways to mm -hmm. make you know, more predictive decisions of where you should allocate budget. You're able to speak uniquely to different individuals and different segments. You're able to gain insights to what's working through many forms of direct measurement. And those were really great qualities. You know, when we set out to you know engage in the channel, it was a walk on memory lane. Like it's the same vendor stack. It was the same long lead times. It was the same complexity around execution. It was the same, you know, uh, do-it-yourself, you know, hands-on approach to targeting and measurement that um, that just felt so antiquated. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it was it was a matter of like, well, hey, I wonder if it's possible to to port over all of the technology that we've built and used and come to rely on in digital channels 
to this really scalable performance channel in direct mail? And if we did that, could we you know, get you know, brands you know, off of Facebook could, or at least you know, reallocating you know, their media mix so that they're more in control and, and aren't so stressed out all the time? Mm-hmm. So that was really the, the story. Super um, authentic, super organic, um, just trying to solve a pain point that we had as marketers. So talk a little bit about now what what you've created in terms of like thinking back to the last big direct mail campaign I did, which was about three years ago that that I was involved in. And it was exactly what you talked about. It's totally chaotic. All these different vendors that we're trying to coordinate, trying to make sure we've got the right list and we've scrubbed it and we've cleaned it and we've done all this stuff and then get tracking in place. You know, and it was a multi-step campaign and we want to know how each step is performing, you know, which one is making the difference. I mean, it's incredible. People, if you've not done it uh, before, I don't think people really understand the complexity involved. And for those who have done it, they're, you know, they they shudder sometimes at the thought of having to do it again. For sure. I mean, look, and there are definitely a handful of, of folks out there that enjoy you know, making the soup themselves. They, they want to grow the vegetables. They want to, you know, understand, you know, crop cycles. They want to chop the vegetables. They want to go and, you know, and, and uh, you know, shape the, the, the handles on their steel knives. They want to, you know, chop down a tree and build a cutting board um, that they can use and, and they want to cook it all because, you know, that's, that's something that is intellectually challenging to them. But most of most people you know, don't have time in their day for that. And they want to eat delicious soup or drink. I don't know if you eat or drink soup. Um, <laughs> I guess that's maybe for the next podcast. But, um, you know, and, and so, you know, most of us don't have time. Like the expectation for what we're accomplishing in our day is has gotten bonkers. And that's because there's more technology and the expectation that we're always on in our jobs or, you know, very frequently on and that we have quick response times and the ability to make, you know, very, very fast decisions, almost instinctual decisions on really complicated things. That's the reality with which we live in. And, and so, yeah, direct mail is one of those, those channels that it, there's a tremendous amount of value, but like you said, it, it really is, you know, the idea, you know, of taking out a cookbook or even deciding what cookbook to use and then following step-by-step instructions and realizing you don't even understand how to convert, you know, certain measurements and, mm-hmm. and, and, and all those things that could go with trying to put together a recipe. So, you know, what we've built at, at Posty really is, is this idea of, of taking a look at kind of the, the core three buckets of requirements in order to execute any addressable quantitative marketing campaign. And, you know, when we kind of whittle that down to kind of the core three buckets, you know, it's you know, step one is measurement or sorry, step one is, is targeting. And so, you know, when you think about what's possible in programmatic, when you think about what's tar- possible in, in email or certainly social or search, you know, our ability to be um, to leverage kind of insights and knowledge to make really good decisions on who we want to allocate marketing budgets to, how we want to engage with them. You know, that's you know, it, it it's made us all much smarter and much you know, much more efficient, and 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 we've been able to build our businesses faster. Mm-hmm. So that that's step one. So you know, the second bucket is execution, and that's kind of the piece I think that you were talking about, which is this idea of you know. In digital, you know, we have these ad servers and, and we can log on and we can upload, you know, creatives and we can set up and execute, um, you know, 
relatively, you know, complicated ad campaigns with, you know, in five minutes with a, a series of, of screens and, um, and user interfaces helps us, you know, translate really complicated ideas from our, our brain or from, you know, our, our, um, you know, kind of our ideation sessions into real world execution um, that doesn't exist or hadn't existed in direct mail. And then the third piece becomes measurement. And, and so if you're talking about the, the true value of kind of what the evolution of digital has presented that really direct mail had always offered, it's the ability not just to, to be highly targeted um, and insightful with who you're engaging with your, you know, with your messaging, with your ads, with your, with your budgets, it's not just about you know being you know um, you know fast and dynamic in your execution um, or automated even, but it's also then you know understanding who you know who's engaging, what you know what tests, what hypotheses are actually driving the results, and then taking that you know the, that the, that learning and being more efficient with your you know with your next cycle of optimizations. So again, just to reiterate, you know what we set out to accomplish was building a channel management or ad serving solution to make direct mail behave the way that digital channels do, making it you know, easier and more performant. And, and really, you know, everything that we build from a technology perspective is, is focused on either providing better targeting, simpler execution, or cleaner measurement. You know, we do those three things, and all of a sudden, um, you know, the execution of this channel is no different than any any digital channel. Difference is you potentially get more performance. It's not a walled garden. Every advertiser can have more control over a bigger piece of their marketing budget. And as we see, because as I mentioned, everything that's done on the the, the Posty platform is measurable. The channel is highly performing. Yeah, and I think that's the piece that most people don't realize with direct mail, I think. There's so much being pushed in the digital realm that we forget that direct mail just flat works really well. And it it works particularly, in my experience, with higher end, harder to reach buyers. The people that are very difficult to get to online are relatively easily accessible in their mailbox. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that the way that I would frame that is there are there's a wide range of of businesses, services, products that that are out there, and and one of the kind of spectrums that that I think needs to be appreciated um, by really the marketer, the business owner themselves is that. The, there's you know what what I would call consideration, um, and and there's high consideration products, and those are things like buying a home, a car, vacationing, um, investment um, decisions, you know, and then there's there's light consideration um, decision, purchasing decision, consumer decision. That's like which flavor gum do I buy, and what candy do I buy for Halloween um, to, to hand out, and and so I think that. You take that piece and then you take the other piece of what the average order value is or the lifetime value of a customer is. And you can really quickly kind of, um, you know, build, you know, your decision tree on what channels are are best or, or are likely to be more most valuable for, for that, that business. And so I think the, the, the businesses that you're talking about are high consideration, oftentimes, you know, 
more on the, the higher, you know, higher average order value or lifetime value spectrum, where it is harder to, to convince someone to, to, to buy your product or service. Those businesses we found, it's, it's almost, they're almost like slam dunks. Like it just, they, they like as challenging as, as it may be to get someone to convert through a fickle news feed ad or a, you know, a viral type ad, the advantage of those businesses is that they have a lot of margin per transaction to work with. So they have the ability to leverage channels that require more budget or are maybe more expensive on a per reach basis. And I look at that as a huge advantage because, you know, if you're selling $19 t-shirts, you know, you're pretty limited from a, you know, average order value or lifetime expectant lifetime value of what channels you can even, you know, afford, not because they can't be performant, but like just the cost of reaching individuals. Direct mail is a channel where it costs a little bit more to, to reach each individual. The conversion rate typically offsets that. And, and all of a sudden, it opens up a channel that's um, that can be highly effective you know, for, again, those high consideration, high, hard to convert categories. With that being said, we, we, we also, I think the piece where we were most surprised at is even for the lower consideration categories, the, a, a bit more of the maybe not impulsive type purchase products, but um, decisions that aren't, aren't as heavy, aren't taking six months to make, like a home purchase, vacation planning, automobile purchase, et cetera. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the conversion rates can be so outstanding because it, as an engagement tool, it is so, it is so effective, it is so real, it, um, it's so influential um, that, that it really does um, drive performance for a, very, for a wide range of advertisers and brands. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, the vast majority of the people who listen to our podcast are are in that category of they're selling something pretty expensive, um, usually a complicated service that requires, as you say, a lot of consideration. What are some of the things that that a business like that should be paying attention to if they go, you know, I've listened to this. I want to kind of walk down this path and and try direct mail. Maybe I haven't done it before. What are what are a few of the things they should really kind of be aware of? Sure. First and foremost, I would say the key is like, take a deep breath, right? It, this is the, the, the reality of, of direct mail is that, um, you have the leverage that you can pull to make this channel work. They're no different than any other channels. It, it, it's not a scary channel. It's, you know, it's targeting, it's messaging, creative, it's frequency. Like, like those are the three things. It, it's no different than launching a Facebook campaign or an Instagram campaign or a LinkedIn campaign or a programmatic or an email campaign. Th those are the three things. As, you know, marketers or business owners, you have a ton of insight already. And some of those are, are kind of anecdotal insights that you've captured along the way. And some of those are data-driven insights you know, from measurement from campaigns that you've run in, in other measurable channels you want to put that to work, right? The, the idea is that not that you're going to get everything perfect out of the gate in any channel, but the idea of, of having the ability to eliminate as much of the risk up front and find the fastest and most efficient path to profitable advertising campaigns is the goal. So when you're going to start in direct mail or any other channel, you know, one of the exercises that we do with new clients all the time is that, yeah, they say like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to design for, for direct mail. And, and we smile, we're like, look, same consumers, 
same brand. You want to be authentic. You don't want to change your, you know, the messaging and, and the brand position. You want to, um, you know, think about the storytelling that has worked for you and that does work for you. And let's do a couple exercises. And so to, if you, you have the exercises we typically do are, let's go onto your Instagram page, look at your organic content and see what, you know, what posts are most engaged uh, or, or getting the highest engagement levels. Let's just get a sense for it. You know, is is the 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 knowledge that you or, or the insight that you you're bringing to this conversation consistent with what's actually happening in the real world? It's a really inexpensive way to get a sense on you know what type of creative should we be using imagery that's lifestyle based or product based or um, yeah should we be using you know models or um, you know should we be tailoring our messaging and our our creative to specific regions or segments in our consumer base um, you know two you know step two would be let's look at the emails that get the the highest click through rates mm-hmm. yep you've had yeah you know, most most businesses are you know leveraging email really effectively or at least you know, have a ton of insights into it and just take a minute let's take a look over the last year what are the top 10 performing emails is there any um consistency there and what can we learn um that we can apply to our, our you know our direct mail strategy mm-hmm. and you can do the same thing with any other paid channel programmatic retargeting um you know, traditional display. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and if you start there, all you're trying to do is think about, okay, now we have a different canvas. We're using, we have, you know, we're starting with a postcard or a letter or, um, you know, a folded piece. You know, now we have this canvas. How do we translate what we just saw, you know, is effective for our brand already mm-hmm. so that when we start, you know, we're out in the world, not guessing, but starting from a position of strength. That, you know, that that's really step one. Step two then becomes the targeting, which is mm-hmm. most businesses have first-party data. Mm-hmm. It's liquid gold, right? You have customers, you have leads, you have leads that convert, you have leads that didn't convert, uh, at least on, on Posty, um, but the direct mail channel does allow for you to unlock knowledge and insights into what makes those you know, um, you know, segments different, what makes you know a high LTV segment different from a... You know, low LTV segment. What you know, you know, has the the demographics or behavioral um, insights on you know people that have converted the last thirty or sixty days look different than people who converted a year ago. Anything that we can learn from that, mm-hmm. and then how do you how do you unlock the 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 power of using that data for prediction so that you can target better? That stuff is complicated and hard. It takes big structural data engineering and machine learning. That's the stuff that you know that we've worked really hard to bring to the direct mail space that historically has been yeah, not really possible or very limited in the type of modeling you can do. But again, the theme is the same, which is, is you know, chances are if you're looking at, at a new growth channel, you have some growth channels that are working mm-hmm. and you're going to you know, take a deep breath not get nervous about direct mail and you're going to, you're going to look and say, how can we apply everything that we know that's working with our business or that hasn't worked with our business to, get in the game most effectively and how do we unlock the power of our data for, for better targeting out of the, out of the game um, rather than to kind of lock our way into it. That's the game. Yeah. I mean, it, and it, it sounds so much simpler. I mean, even on the targeting side, it, you know, in the old days you would look at targeting and I mean, you would spend hours with list brokers trying to figure out what do you have, you know, what level of, of lists is this, are we dealing with buyers? Are we dealing with respondents? You know, there was a lot of complexity to sort of trying to figure that out. And, you know, and every list was a bit of a gamble. 
the first time you used it to see if it was going to work. And, and limited too, like that. That's like that. Brand marketing teams in the past, uh, you know, I would always push them to stay on top of you know changing you know patterns in consumer behavior, changing opportunities in the media landscape. Obviously, in the digital world, there's you know lots of new channels, hmm. and you know when we would kind of meet up and decide how we were going to allocate the portion of our budget that we you know set aside for testing something new. One of the requirements was like, hey, this channel looks amazing. How scalable is it? Meaning, like, it's going to take time and energy and some risk um, to to test anything new. If this does work, is there scale behind it? And if so, that's it's worth it. If there's not scale behind it, probably not worth it. And one of the challenges with that old world of list rental, which look, even in the web 1.0 world, that's how email lists were bought. Uh, right. the, the risk is that they're all limited, right? So you can go and buy the, you know. Marie Claire subscriber list, but it might be 200,000 or 400,000 names um, in total. And so you test that list, it works. And, and then you get a couple bites of the apple um, over the next year or two until you know, that list no longer performs. You know, the difference between what's happened in digital really led, you know, again, like it's, it, even though we talked about some of the, the challenges with Facebook, like so the innovation, the way that they, that they understand about using you know, um, scale and data um, to drive targeting and performance, you know, it's a different approach. It's looking and saying, how do you get into media channels that, you know, you, uh, that allow you to reach the, you know, big scalable addressable markets way bigger than you have budget to, to spend into. And then how do you use, you know, data, machine learning, modern mathematics and technology to, identify the individuals within that entire addressable market that are most likely to be responsive or high quality customers. There aren't that many channels yet that are applying that um, kind of depth of, of targeting. You know, certainly Facebook's doing it. Google's doing it. I think, you know, TikTok is trying to do it now. Um, you know, programmatic in many ways um, is trying to do it. Uh, you know, but, but direct mail is a channel that in, in theory has been doing it since, you know, since the invention of data collection, it just hasn't yet caught up to where digital has gotten over the last 20 years. And, 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 and now, you know, businesses like Posty are closing that gap really fast. Yeah. Well, and, and much needed too. So for someone listening to this and, and, you know, they've got some marketing budget, maybe they've been advertising, you know, on Facebook or Google or somewhere, and they want to get into direct mail Who's kind of a good fit for uh, working with you guys, and 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 how do they get started? Yeah, so it's going to depend on the 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 scale of the business and the type of budget that's allocated. Um, you know, we we work with a wide range of advertisers, but they they kind of start at kind of mid market, uh, you know, um, levels of scale where. Yeah, you know, they're putting tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to work because they're spending into 10, 20, 30 million dollar a year marketing budgets. And um, and it's just the area right now that that we're um we've expertise in in in, in and a service layer to to handle. If you're an advertiser listening that kind of falls into that bucket, I, I would highly encourage you to look at solutions like Posty because again, it's the ability to run the channel in a way that feels very comfortable and familiar. You're able to integrate with the rest of your media stack. You're, you're able to deploy and learn very fast so that you reduce the, 
the kind of wasted budget as you're you're spinning up a new channel and you can get to scale quickly. If you're a um, a smaller you know brand, someone who has wants to get in this channel is maybe more niche or just a little bit earlier on your your journey, then it is a bit of a challenge. I, I don't know of that many um, solutions out there that at this point yet are bringing the same um, kind of capabilities that that you're getting on Facebook and Google yet. I suspect there will be businesses, and we may be one of them that that is able to work towards the the more SMB or, or niche um, um, segments over time. I certainly hope we get there. But I think that the key would, would still be thinking about how you find a partner that A, specializes in your level of scale, B, brings the ability to help you with, um, with targeting in a more modern approach. Um, you know, um, you know the, the type of partners you're, you want to look for are those partners are going to ask you about your existing you know, insights, your existing first-party data, they're not going to walk you in, like you said, to, you know, list brokers and, and, you know, play the list rental game. They're actually building predictive strategies, unlocking the knowledge and assets that you currently have. And, and from a creative perspective, you don't need any, anyone. And, yeah, you need a designer, of course, but you don't need a, um, you know, a fancy, you know, agency to get started. You, you need to, you know, you need to spend a few minutes looking at what's working in your other channels and providing guidance to your designer to to adapt those those you know creatives into you know the aspect ratio of a of a postcard or, or or you know a folded piece or a letter. The last piece I would say is that regardless of whether you're working with a platform like Posty that can provide integrated measurement or you're executing more um, you know yourself or through an agency, measurement um, matters. This is a channel that provides that. And you know, and every brand has a way to um, to to measure. In in our world, it's all done through connecting the data pipes, so that um, the same you know conversion data that's flowing into Google Analytics or your hmm. ad server you know can flow into your Posty account, and you can get automated, really clean measurement. But you don't need to be that sophisticated initially. You do need the ability to understand how you're going to evaluate success from failure, and um, that's probably again another segment on your show um it's a yeah. pretty deep conversation that, that is a deep conversation yes well that's awesome so where can people find out more about posting where can they check things out sure so we work really hard at, at publishing good content on our website so posty.com p-o-s-t-i-e.com and i'm I'm trust you'll put the, that in your um, yep. show notes as well. Make it easy for people to find. You know, there's lots of case studies. There's lots, lots of tactical information, and uh, and if you're looking to engage and, and learn more about how we might be a partner um, for you, uh, there's a really easy request a demo um, form right there on the website. If you have specific questions for me, my platform of choice right now is, is uh, LinkedIn um, Messenger. And so you can just find me, um, David L. Fink is my handle. Um, if you search Dave Fink and Posty, you'll find me as well. And, and um, it's an easy way for us to communicate because it also allows me to see a little bit about your background and know who I'm talking um, to and, and um, can make sure I, I, I come into the conversation with a little bit of knowledge as well, just like we do with our marketing campaigns. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dave, this has been great. Thanks so much for investing some time with me today and, and sharing some of your wisdom. Uh, we'll link all of that up in the show notes. And uh, I, I think this is just, it's, it's a fantastic trend, you know, for marketing going forward. So I'm, I'm very excited. 
Thanks for having me. Enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the Million Dollar Book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bringing in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put, I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.